At five to three, they left the castle and made their way across the grounds. Hagrid lived in a small wooden house on the edge of the Forbidden Forest. A crossbow and a pair of galoshes were outside the front door. When Harry knocked, they heard a frantic scrabbling from inside and several broom, booming barks. Then Hagrid's voice rang out, saying, Back, Fang, back! Hagrid's big, hairy face appeared in the crack as he pulled the door open. Hang on, he said. Back, Fang. He let them in, struggling to keep a hold on the collar of an enormous black boarhound. There was only one room inside. Hams and peasants were hanging from the ceiling. A copper kettle was boiling on an open fire, and in the corner stood a massive bed with patchwork quilt over it. Make yourselves at home, said Hagrid, letting go of Fang, who bounced straight at Ron and started licking his ears. Like Hagrid, Fang was clearly not as fierce as he looked. This is Ron, Harry told Hagrid, who was pouring boiling water into a large teapot and putting rock cakes onto a plate. Another Weasley, eh? said Hagrid, glancing at Ron's freckles. I spent half my life chasing your twin brothers away from the forest. The rock cakes were shapeless lumps with raisins, then almost broke their teeth, but Harry and Ron pretended to be enjoying them as they told Hagrid all about their first lessons. Fang rested his head on Harry's knee and drooled all over his robes. Harry and Ron were delighted to hear Hagrid call Filch that old guilt. And as for their cat, Mrs. Norris, I'd like to introduce her to Fang sometime. Do you know every time I go to the school, she follows me everywhere, can get rid of her. Filch puts her up to it. Harry told Hagrid about Snape's lesson. Hagrid, like Ron, told Harry not to worry about it, that Snape liked hardly any of the students. But he seemed to really hate me. Rubbish, said Hagrid. Why should he? Yet Harry couldn't help thinking that Hagrid didn't quite meet his eyes when he said that. How's your brother Charlie? Hagrid asked Ron. I like him a lot. Great with animals. Harry wondered if Hagrid had changed the subject on purpose. While Ron told Hagrid all about Charlie's works with dragons, Harry picked up a piece of paper that was lying on the table under the tea cozy. It was a cutting from the Daily Prophet. Gringotts break-in latest. Investigations continue in the break-in at Gringotts on 31st July, widely believed to be the work of dark wizards or witches unknown. Gringotts goblins today insisted that nothing had been taken. The vault that was searched had, in fact, been emptied the same day. But we're not telling you what was in there, so keep your noses out of it. You know what's good for you, said a Gringotts goblin spokesperson after this afternoon. Harry remembered Ron telling him on the train that someone had tried to rob Gringotts, but Ron hadn't mentioned the date. Hagrid, said Harry. That Gringotts break-in happened on my birthday. It might have been happening while we were there. There was no doubt about it. Hagrid definitely didn't meet Harry's eyes this time. He grunted and offered him another rock cake. Harry read the story again. This vault was searched had in fact been emptied earlier that same day. Hagrid had emptied the vault 713, if you could call it emptying, taking out that crebly little package. Had that been what the thieves were looking for? 
As Harry and Ron walked back to the castle for dinner, their pockets weighed down with rock castles they'd been too polite to refuse. Harry thought that none of the lessons he'd had so far had given him as much to think about tea with Hagrid. Had Hagrid collected that package just in time? Where was it now? And did Hagrid know something about Snape that he won't tell him? And that's the end of chapter 8.